0: tab sports college basketball podcast it's todd ab and a special guest from the front office of the southern ohio copperheads straight to your listening ears andy zabo welcome it's a pleasure to be here. I've, I've
1: heard about Tab Sports. I've been a uh, listener for, for how long you guys been doing this? Couple oh, a couple weeks? A couple weeks now. So oh, couple you've weeks. been with us the whole journey. I've been with you guys the whole journey, so it's a pleasure to be uh, on board for college basketball. I don't know how special of a guest I am. but
2: Now, you are our special college basketball guest because you do have a particular background in college basketball similar to AB. You want to give us the elevator speech of what your connection is to college basketball? I'd be happy to. Uh, so similar to
1: our uh, our co-host Ab, I was uh, head manager for the University of Illinois men's basketball team. So interesting experience. Ab had a lot of success as a manager, and I got to experience a lot of failures uh, with the Illinois basketball program that is currently not in the in the best state. But you know we're getting better. Uh, specifically uh, worked for coach Weber for three years and then one year under coach Gross. So got to see two different
2: coaching styles and, and work for two different staffs. Well, it's the it's the tough days that make the good days that much better. So hopefully that's on the way for Illinois. Jumping right into college basketball and particularly your guys' conference, the Big 10 probably the home of more top 50 basketball teams than any other conference in the country this year. So Let's talk about that. Right now we've got two undefeated teams. We've got Indiana and Iowa on on top, and everybody else trying to play catch up. But there's a lot of good teams. So what do you guys think? I know you guys follow it a lot closer than I do.
0: I think IU is a fluke. Um, <laughs> if you look at who IU. <laughs>
2: just you're, you're gonna just, leave with a hot take. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, yeah. like, I thought we were saving the heavy heavy hitters for the end. By all
2: means, go go run with that.
0: No, I mean you look Let at flow. you look at Indiana's schedule. Indiana's playing. At Wisconsin right now, and losing, but let me pull up their schedule real quick and go through who they've had to play and when they've played them. Um, I mean, Indiana isn't bad, but Indiana, a month ago, people were wondering whether they were even going to make the tournament or not.
2: Well, so they, they struggled at Maui, I remember,
0: but that's like two of their losses, and they have, what, three overall? Their Big Ten schedule at Rutgers at Nebraska, Wisconsin and Ohio State at home, at Minnesota, Illinois and Northwestern at home. That's not necessarily a murderer's row of starting the Big Ten. So after going at Wisconsin, they play Minnesota at home, another really tough game with Richard Pitino. <laughs> <laughs> they we, are,
2: they are for the record, Minnesota 0-8 yes. in the conference this year. But you so cannot sense that I, I am sensing a little bit of sarcasm.
0: We get a... A big test uh, in Ann Arbor, February 2nd, 9 p.m. ESPN. That's their, that's their first major test. And then after a little bit of a uh, break at Penn State, they've got a gauntlet. They play Iowa at Michigan State, Nebraska, Purdue. I mean, so we'll find out um, in the next month after... After February 20th, we'll know if Indiana's legit or not. I think Iowa is legit, though. Iowa, Utah is a stud. They beat Purdue twice. They beat Michigan State twice. I mean, he, and we'll go into player of the year talks in a little bit later, but he is just, he's, he's, I don't want to use the word sneaky because the Big Ten (laughs) Network uh, (laughs) analysts use the word sneaky about 17 times. He's like just a coach on the him. floor out there, I think, too. He's just <laughs> a gritty player. <laughs> just gritty. No, he... Plays the game the right way. Is what I'm getting at. It's just... He's he, out there for the right reasons. He started, he started the Michigan game on fire, uh, tapered off a little bit, and then just just made, like, sound fundamental plays where he's in the lane, he has a fadeaway jumper, and, I mean, he just has a really good game. There, I was 7th in offensive efficiency and 14th, in defensive efficiency standings, uh, with Ken Palm, and they're second. They're the second ranked team in Ken Palm right now, so Ken Palm loves them. He's the they're his new Wisconsin.
1: I would echo your thoughts on Indiana. I think specifically their their strength of schedule, but with Yogi Ferrell, I love his play. It feels like he's been at Indiana for roughly eighteen years. Yes, um, and has haunted my line eye. Uh, it's super-duper so, senior. a super-duper senior. I think they still have something to prove, especially on the national level. However, Iowa, I, I absolutely love. I think they're a complete basketball team, and they do everything the right way. Um, and Fran McCaffrey, I think, is a fantastic basketball coach. Can get fiery at times, but hopefully we see another ejection at some point this season.
0: That's the thing about Indiana, though. Like, how is Tom Crean going to ruin this team? I mean, it's (laughs) been... (laughs) That's always the question with Indiana. He had Cody Zeller and Victor Oladipo... Arguably two of the top five college
1: basketball players that year. In all of college basketball. Yes,
0: and they were completely baffled by Syracuse's 2-3 zone and didn't make it out of the Sweet 16. Like, that is just mind-numbing
2: to me. Well, if he can stay out of the way, can you make an argument for Indiana because of how important guards always seem to be in the NCAA tournament? You could. Like, I, if I, I, if I can play can. on that cliche, I'd rather I'd rather be Indiana than Iowa. But maybe but that, th- that doesn't apply to Tom Crean teams. I don't
0: really know. I think <laughs> I think uh, Justin Black... Uh, James Blackman, sorry. James Blackman coming back is a huge key for them as well. But he... He doesn't coach to coach to get out of the way. He coaches himself in the way so many times. He will, he will throw his line, and I haven't, I haven't watched them as much this year as in the past, but it's always seemed like his lineups have just been completely baffling when he throws them out there. Oladipo would have been uh, extremely hot one game, and all of a sudden he takes him out for an extended period of time and. And put some someone else in off the bench that completely ruins their mojo. Um, I think going down the list of the Big Ten, I think Maryland. Maryland had a little bit of a rough stretch, but you look at it, they really they've only lost at Michigan and at Michigan State, so not not terrible losses. Uh, I think they, looking at guard play again, you've got Trimble, who you know is one of the best guards in the nation. Uh, Suleiman, who is starting to, to find his groove uh, in the Big Ten, and also uh, Diamond Stone, who's a complete man um, on the glass, and, and I wouldn't count of all name team guy. Yeah, Diamond Stone. Diamond Stone. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's a mineral, so I don't. I'm sure they nailed that <laughs> that naming.
2: No, diamonds are That's it's made of minerals. I'm not a scientist. He he's a guy I think that will
1: continually get better. I think he's had some very highs and and a couple lows this season but when you're talking about pure talent and size you can't coach size and diamond stone is is an unbelievable freak of a man.
2: Yeah. Well, they just lost to Michigan State when Michigan State was wearing those those atrocious uniforms. But Denzel That's Va- a whole other conversation for another <laughs> yeah, day. Again, basketball aesthetics, but the Denzel Valentine looked really good in that game. I mean, that guy, that guy's going to play in the league. He's like
0: I'd rather have him than Danny Green right now after watching Danny play last night. I mean but. he's I think Denzel's a Denzel's a guy where it's gonna be a lot like Draymond, where he's just gonna be continually driven by people that doubt him. I think despite how how high Denzel goes in the draft this year, he'll still be disk he'll still have a chip on his shoulder and discount and that's what Izzo kinda loves and and coaches towards. But you know, fine, thank God. Again, sarcasm. Thank God Michigan State's healthy again. (laughs) It's taken them about five games to get back in the swing. But things where uh, East Lansing was on DEFCON 5 there for a little bit, I think. If they they lose... Who's the guy that had the ankle injury that played in the Maryland game? Um, oh, Costello!
2: Yeah, Costello. Yeah. Yeah. Mr.
0: Basketball in the State of Michigan played played
2: well. Played, played here's
1: well. a uh, here's a Michigan State uh, stat for you. I know how much you love Tom Izzo, A. B. But uh, with five hundred and twelve career wins, Izzo's moved into a tie with Gene Katie for second most victories at a Big Ten school. So. Fun, uh, fun celebration in East Lansing. I think Denzel, to your point about having a chip on your shoulder, I just love how he plays the game. I yep. think he just has fun, and he he just plays loose, and has, I think, similar to you know that Cam Newton spirit we always see on the field. I think Denzel is just is a great player to watch, and that that's uh, what we'll talk
0: about a little bit later when we're uh, as far as player of the year. I gotta plug a plug my my in blue up in Ann Arbor for a little bit. Uh, Without Karis LeVert, which is, uh, I don't know, he's a preseason (laughs) All-American list and haven't really heard much about him, but they've uh, rattled off a a streak of wins and have really started to play uh, solid basketball. I think Uh, Derek Walton and and Zach Irvin are really coming into their own as leaders, which is great to watch. And uh, Duncan Robinson, a a Jim Kaler favorite. Um, A.K.A. Macklemore? Yes. uh, Shooting, he's got a... Seventy-two effective field goal percentage, which is third in the nation right now. Uh, shooting, I believe, fifty-one percent from three. Um, he's starting to to do things off the dribble. We had a joke in Ann Arbor that uh, so many analysts used to call Nick used to say Nick Stauskas wasn't just a shooter, but he was more than that. Uh, I think Duncan showed that he had a backdoor pass or backdoor cut first slam dunk against uh nebraska on saturday and coach b always preached uh you you play play system play sometimes but when you just start playing basketball that's a whole nother level um and and it shows a, a gel and a really good chemistry with the team and they're playing well and i think he's pretty optimistic where once karis gets back you've got three good ball handlers where i i wouldn't discount uh michigan either but i'm also a little bit biased uh in Ann Arbor but I think the loss of Spike too I mean
1: hurt him a lot yeah. and, and I think they've they've overcome that and Walton's definitely
0: elevated his play I mean d and they showed his splits in the first half and second half and the second half in the last couple of games he's just been insane in terms of closing out games but um it's huge I think it's, it's why he was recruited and why he came so if he continues to play that way that's definitely a game changer um for us and and getting, I mean, getting carries back is huge. But the way the B line offense works is you're gonna be open and you just capitalize on shots and capitalize on reads. Um, but yeah, it should be a fun, fun Big Ten season. Uh, the rest of the Big Ten season, at least, I think the meat is still coming. Uh, the Michigan State Maryland game was pretty, pretty exciting. Uh, Maryland Michigan was an exciting game. Um, so so the next couple of weeks will be great. Anything to anything to say about your line? Oh, man, I I don't want to forget about Nebraska.
1: I think they'll be a, a team t- Timmy. I think they'll be a force to be reckoned with come tournament time. And then as far as the Illini, uh, coach Gross, unbelievable guy. Uh and, and I think they're struggling right now obviously due to injuries. But fun fun fact, GPA Highest recorded since 2005, this semester. I saw that tweet. 3.27. So, round of applause for the Illini. Academics are still important in college hey, basketball. Student athletes. Student athletes. I
2: also, from following you and Waddell and Illini basketball, saw some some retweets from, I believe, your Illini strength coach. and. Um, just some shameless uh, before and after pictures of some of the players. So apparently they're getting stronger because their abs are showing up in my Twitter timeline. So that's that's a plus for the program as what, well. What did they
1: say? Fletch. Did they say look look good, play good, feel good? I don't know. I, I don't know something. I
0: don't think along they, that that they
2: can just start playing games with their with their tops <laughs> off because they, <laughs> apparently the strength coach is impressed with what they're doing with the core work.
0: That's what Zabo did, league guy. Champagne.
2: Yeah, I, really, really,
1: I believe it. We, we were the, the NCA champions, manager team led by uh, our coach Sean Harrington.
0: Yeah, well, nobody asked, wants to guard you when you're not wearing, wearing a shirt. Shirt
1: Oh no, no.
0: <laughs> Timo, uh, you were kind of left out of that conversation, but we we shift way westward and uh, uh, the, mitten taking, the mitten is taken. He's taking full full grasp of the Pac-12 spotlight it seems like. Out uh, where the games
2: happen too late for us to pay attention. The tournament uh, of
0: champions. Uh, the league of champions. If,
2: if GP2 doesn't win Pac-12 player of the year then, then I don't know what to think about the Pac-12. I don't know. As far as things we care about in the Pac-12 the mittens dunk it all over everybody. Uh, just had a great article on SP Nation about how his dad basically um, harassed him into becoming a college basketball star. Called him soft when he was in high school. Um, <laughs> And so that's really fun to hear more of his backstory, but somehow our, our rival Oregon is on top of the league. Nobody apparently watched the Civil War and saw that if you just go at their really skinny shot blockers, um, they can't really handle it. So they're 5-2. and two. University of Washington is playing like every game. Every game goes to overtime, and they're somehow 5-2. and two. Um, And then, you know, UCLA and Arizona keep jumping in and out of the standings, but they're they're inconsistent, so... It's a it's a no great teams league so it's pretty reflective of the nation as a whole right now. There's there's no great teams. There's a handful of good ones, um, and then there's there's Washington State and Arizona State. So just <laughs> just don't don't you just better win those games. Don't lose those ones, um, and then don't let Bryce Alford beat you. And that's uh, the Pac twelve rules. And everything else is a toss up. And avoid tripping referees at all costs. Yeah, that's God. Man. You know what? I almost I had blocked that out of my mind. But Oregon State is. One Jarmal Reed referee trip away from second place. And um, and that's oh. really disappointing because that was like a, a four-point swing and a two-point game. and At least be subtle about it. Oh, man. He did a horse kick. wasn't back. even in the middle. It was like he, he was the only guy near him. I didn't Damn. know what he th- thought was going to happen. Gary Payton Jr. was yelling at him while it was going on too. Like I don't know what he thought was going to. What's the better Oregon
1: State storyline though gp competing for a player of the year title
2: tinkle times pit stains or the tripping of referees there's a lot going on i i, I want to pretend that it's not going to be the tripping but that's going to make every end of the year compilation out there but the internet right now is equally fascinated with the mittens dunks and tinkle sweat stains so that's a uh, that's going to be neck and neck, I think, as far as what you see highlights of more often or what you see in the top 10 versus the not top 10. But uh, the Mitten's pursuit of Player of the Year, at least in the Pac-10, and I think get, inserting himself into the conversation for National Player of the Year is, uh, is a good segue for us because we want to talk about what players are standing out across the country um, and chasing the Player of the Year awards. and. That's not to say the Mint is going to be one of those top three guys, and I wouldn't even make a case for it as much as I'd like to believe it, but who do you guys have at the top of your list?
0: Um, I think, I would hope, well, I wouldn't hope, but I would think that Buddy Heald should be number one on everyone's I think at this list. point,
1: it's everybody else
0: is just competing for number two. Yes, I mean, he is an absolute stud. He is shooting contested threes he's shooting threes from i mean steph curry ruined basketball type threes <laughs> yeah thanks mark jackson <laughs> thanks mark jackson uh no i mean he's just he's really fun to watch like i i the first time i really watched him was the kansas game um where i didn't really know much about him but the kansas game he was just going off and and, and hitting Hitting threes, but also his he's he's got bounce, he's really good off the dribble. Uh, to be honest, I don't watch his defense, so I couldn't say if he's a a good defender or not, but does that really ever go into <laughs> to the player of the year? Didn't Adam not, not Morrison, for Doug McDermott. That's Adam for sure. Morrison
2: won some player of the year awards back in his day, so I'm not sure
1: it's a huge consideration. I mean it's pretty impressive. Right now he's averaging per forty minutes, thirty points six rebounds and three assists. I mean, that's that's an unreal stat line. And to be able to do that consistently for a team that could compete at this point it, with the Big 12 being so strong and could compete for a number one seed.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and you look at uh, Heald and you look at Oklahoma in general um, and talk about a guy like uh, Lon Kruger who's just continued to prove that he is a a great coach wherever he's at. Oklahoma is a a solid team, and they're, I think, going to be a really fun team to watch in the tournament. They can get hot from three. They've got a ton of scores. They spread the ball, or they spread the court, so so the ball moves around the arc and moves inside um, a good amount. And it's going to be – the Big 12 has been great to watch just because you look at a team like Kansas where they are – Really in danger of of losing that that streak of I think eleven straight. It's either eleven or twelve straight. Man, we're talking about talking about player of the year. You're going off in the weeds about nobody cares about Kansas.
2: Perry, I, will, I will talk about Perry Kansas. Ellis has won seven Big Twelve <laughs> titles I on will his talk career. About Kansas.
0: We've seen enough. It's time. It's Oklahoma's time. It's why Buddy Heald should win because I think the Big Twelve is probably the best basketball conference this year. It kills me to say that because I'm a Big Ten fan, but. And Bill Self, I think, is at 12,
1: I want to say. 12. Big 12, yeah. But back to the player of the year argument, I think you got to include Bryce Johnson in North Carolina. Grew up following the heels (laughs) a little bit, just being a Chicago guy and and having that Jordan connection. And Bryce Johnson has, I mean, ever since Marcus Page decided to just disappear and go one for 1,000 from the field the last couple games, I think finally Bryce, you, you see the versatility in his game and what he's doing. I mean, per 40 minutes, he's 25 points, 15 rebounds, and 2 assists. I mean, the man is just an absolute monster who they can run the offense through and just does the little things,
0: offensive rebounding, and and is just a fun guy to watch. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging a double-double, 16.8 points per game, 10.2 rebounds per game. He had that monster game against Florida State, 39 points, 23 rebounds. I definitely think he's in the mix. And uh, What about Marcus Page? Wasn't he the pre-
2: preseason choice for North Carolina? He was. All of the country, yeah. And then he's had what you talked about, that he's just slumped all over the place. Oh, I, do- I don't know what it is. It's fascinating. Well, he had that
0: injury. He, he did. No, i no blame yeah. it on that.
2: But
1: That's I think bad. at I times he settles for jump shots, and I, I, he just looks lost, and it's almost, you know, with shooters, you know, people, like, you look at Buddy Heald. He's going to shoot and shoot until it goes in. And with Marcus Page... He seems to just be shooting with no confidence, and it never goes in. Mm. So, hopefully, he can he can reemerge as a premier point guard in the country. But I think you've seen other guys, you know, come about, and you talk about a guy like Tyler
2: Eulis at Kentucky. I mean, is he in the conversation for Player of the Year? Can can I'll make a case for a point guard? Is Chris Dunn? They just so yeah. at Providence. They just beat Villanova. I mean, he's a, he's a monster. He's like a collegiate john wall kind of kind of guy he's running around people and jumping over people and he's fun to watch at least i mean i didn't bother to pull his stats i'm just picking him completely based on a big win and he's fun to watch but i just love the shout out to providence too i mean they were they've been
1: successful in the past but it's not really a you know a basketball powerhouse so to speak it hasn't mm. been so you know i'd love to see them get attention and they tore up my line earlier this season so they've got good. a huge
0: game tonight too uh, against uh, xavier I think that's like a seven ten matchup. Um and then I'd also just mention uh Utoff as well. I think Utah has has definitely uh played his way into at least consideration. Um in the Big Ten at least. He let me pull this up real quick. Ken Pom loves him. Ken Pom has this, the number two behind uh buddy. I'm a, a big Ken Pom disciple. So him that. over him over valentine and him over trimble yep. is and him over uh, uh-huh. bryce johnson too um he said two games two games this season with an offensive rating under 100 and th- both those games were against michigan state everything else he said over over 100 um it is
1: interesting, though, that we haven't mentioned Ben Simmons, who seems to be the media's player of the year, or at least
2: everybody is absolutely fascinated with him. Well, he's the most impressive player when you watch him, but at some point your team, those National Player of the Year things, unless unless you're Kevin Durant and you're actually putting up like 30 a game, and Simmons has had great games, but he's what averaging like 20, and, 20 10, and 6, or whatever, which is great, but he's not quite at the supernova level where you can overcome being a, a bubble team.
0: But I think it also just shows how coaching is still such a huge factor and the team around you is such a huge factor in college. And LSU is just such a meh team besides Simmons. And Simmons' like Simmons' game is is making his guys better. And, and it, that shows, I think, a, a true player where he's a guy that distributes, he's a guy that rebounds, and and can run an offense and you can run an offense through him and kind of make him a decoy almost at times. But at the same time, he's almost, um, he's being hurt by that because he can be a decoy so many times and he's not getting his, his opportunities, I think, to make as big a difference as he could on the court. Um, it also seems like he's got some guys on his team where if
2: he throws them the ball, he's not gonna get it back, yeah, which jack, is not helping his case. No. no. I think sometimes it maybe gets him those big assist numbers when those guys are hot, but in general, it's not a great system to make him look better. But but he's a stud. I mean, any other year, he's probably he's probably right up there, and or on any other team, he's probably right up there. So. But if, I think the amount
1: of attention he has gotten, and it's it just it's fascinating that there aren't the power stars that we've seen in the last couple years. You know, coming out of this year, obviously there are a lot of great teams, and the parity is so much different, but. Um, I don't I don't know if you have kind of that true standout that you know, a few guys in that mix. I mean, I think he's the clear number one for the N- NBA draft, but that's a whole other discussion.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's a stud on a on a meh team. And speaking of meh teams, oh. Great, math team. great segue. <laughs> Kentucky is
2: kinda meth this year. So we're still se- segueing into the no great team storyline. Or just what is Duke lost four of five? Duke has lost 4 or 5. Kentucky just beat somebody at home. Uh, Vanderbilt. Sorry. So Kentucky, yeah, so Kentucky, Kentucky beat Kentucky beat looks team. okay when they're at home. I and mean Jamal Murray is an absolute beast. Scal Scal Scalabissier. He hasn't been as good as people thought. No. Supposed to be him and Ben Simmons were like the dudes and only Ben Simmons has been dude. So Yeah,
0: so Duke is uh, 15 and 6 and I believe they yeah four and four in the ACC, which is unheard of uh, in Shushetskyville. Is one of your bold predictions
1: for the rest of the season gonna be that Duke doesn't make the tournament? I don't
0: know. (laughs) That's bait. That's bait right there. (laughs) I think it's. But if I'm if I'm a Duke fan, I'm I'm worried because you haven't even gone into the meet their schedule yet. They've got. Four straight games against uh, ranked opponents. Louisville and Virginia are both at home, but then they're at North Carolina and at Louisville on the road. So that's four straight games against ranked opponents. And if Emil Jefferson isn't back, and Cheshevsky's is continuing to not even try to put Chase Jeter and Michael Obi out there, I, they could easily lose those four, all four of those games.
2: I loved how salty Coach K was after the Miami loss, the <laughs> fans chanting overrated at him, and then he got in the post-game press conference and made his joke about what you're saying. Oh, we've only got six guys. I didn't even realize you rated a team with six guys. It's like, oh, man, well, Coach is not happy. and
1: They just, come tournament time, I don't see them being effective with when you only play six guys. I mean, if something is to be said for depth. And guard play. I mean, they they get that a little bit, but there there isn't a whole lot of consistency from from any help off the bench. Well, I, I don't get it.
0: Like I, I don't get how. You have you have these great recruiting classes. You have these great teams. Chase Jeter is looked at as a as a five star stud. You, that's thrown out the window. That like you can't you can't come back later and say oh we only have we only have six guys that can play. I mean I'm looking at their roster right now. He can
2: say that and he continues to say that, so
0: <laughs> you might
2: need to send him a send him a memo about that.
0: He's got thirteen guys on the roster. So what's the point of having and so so if you only have six guys now with Amelia it's seven. That's still a rotation that you're you're playing with fire because the way the way college athletes are now where with AAU and the over specialization and the way injuries occur and everything, like you're 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 risking a huge you're making a huge risk and, and he's kinda getting burned for it. And he got burned for it last year, I think too, when they had injuries, uh, with Jaleel. So I don't know. I I mean he's won over a thousand games and I'm a coach K hater, but <coughs> Cue the well, emoji frog and cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting.
2: There's just, there's no, there's no way you can do it every year with that type of team. And Kentucky showing that same thing where you're not going to be great the year after you toss out a great team like they had last year. So it's interesting to see what teams are going to run it. I mean, the Big 12, like I said, has all those elite teams, but even they're losing. I mean, can we talk about the Big 12 now or- well you know, if you quit trying to poke it into the wrong parts of the wrong parts of the timeline, then maybe. George's names maybe deserved to be in the player of the year conversation. And we they left just, him out. He's they a, just beat Kansas kinda yeah. on the strength of him making a, a comeback. So
0: back to back big Monday wins.
2: Yeah, so that, I mean the, the, Iowa
0: State. Yeah.
1: I love their point guard too, Monte. Oh, he's fantastic to watch. Monte Ellis.
2: Monte or Monte Morris, Morris excuse Monte me. Like, much, much, oh, okay. much different Monte. Wow, they let him come back to get his degree. That's very progressive of <laughs> the NCAA, I guess. But it's going to be an interesting tournament with no great teams. So before we,
1: It was funny because before we hopped on this, I was on Twitter, and Wilbon actually said that at this point, college basketball has, in my mind, at least 20 teams that could get to the Final Four. And that's, that seems about right. Well, actually, Wilbon we'll Bon.
0: 60, 65 have, have a chance. <laughs> 68 teams could have a chance to make it to the final four. But yeah, I think it's going to be, it'll be a really hard bracket to, to fill out this year, I think, because you have so many mid-majors and Cinderella stories that you know could totally just ruin um, brackets and also just make it that much more enjoyable. So I think... Those first two rounds are just gonna be insane. It's gonna be ridiculous. safe to
1: say Larry Brown and SMU will not be in that bracket. Yep. Mm. They would they would have been the team
2: to run through it. Keep cheating, Larry. Nope. Dark horse. This is the year Gonzaga finally does it. People for, people stop talking about him. Kyle <laughs> Wiltshire is gonna average thirty-five and ten. That's that's a big that's a big bold prediction from me. Yep, there we go. Big the, the single best
1: atmosphere that I had ever been to at Gonzaga, we actually went in there and won, which is an amazing road win for the Illini. But Brandy being ball, there right? at Gonzaga was unbelievable. That 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 fan base is is the next level. The Northwest is God's country.
0: God's country. And on that note, uh, I think this has been a great podcast. We've had a, a great time with Andy Zabo. Thanks for joining us. We'll we'll have Zabo on for a couple more as conference play heats up. Maybe a. a Tournament uh, preview come March. Um, but continue to keep listening. Give us any feedback you have. Uh, hopefully, we'll stay on SoundCloud. Uh, we're really pushing the minutes limit. And um, we if anybody might, has other podcast hosting suggestions, let us know. Or we might have to really just bite the bullet and pay for a subscription. But either way, thanks for listening. Thanks, man. Appreciate the love. Peace.